Hello, everyone. This is Mark Davis, and I want to welcome you to the Gospel Explorations podcast, where we gather together each week to take time to explore God's Word to learn how we ought to live in this present age. I'm glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. Let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to the first episode of the Gospel Explorations podcast. I am so excited that you've chosen to spend a few minutes with us as we begin to look at some passages of Scripture and uh, hopefully become better students of God's Word. I've kind of been on the fence about what we should do, how we should get started, and I think a great place for us to start is really just kind of at the beginning. And so we're going to start with the book of Matthew, uh, the first book found in the New Testament, and uh, we're just going to take time and go through it. It might be a, a slow dive. It might be a long dive. Uh, but we're going to take time to kind of dig deep into the book of Matthew, uh, to glean some truths from it. Uh, some of my favorite passages in all of the New Testament uh, come from the book of Matthew. I love the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Uh, there's so much truth there. And so I'm super excited to get to that part. Uh, but we're going to start right at the beginning of Matthew chapter 1 and uh, and jump right in and uh, take time to look at some of these passages. And um, so let's get started there. If you have your Bible and uh, you can grab it real quick and open it with us, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 1. We're really, I think, just for today, we're not going to make these long, drawn-out podcast episodes, um, but we're just going to spend 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes, uh, to kind of look at some biblical truths, um, some things that we can kind of think about and that help us better understand God's Word. And so today we're going to just look at Matthew chapter 1 and look at verse 1. So if you've got your Bible, just grab it and let's read that together. It says in Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You know, it's really interesting. Matthew begins his entire book uh, really presenting this theme in the very first verse of his gospel and focuses on Jesus as being the fulfillment of the prophecy of Israel's expectation. You know, this this one who they had been waiting for that would be uh, uh, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And Matthew just lays it out there, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, he says, hey, it, it's Jesus Christ. This is the guy that we've been waiting for. And so he begins uh, with this account of the life of Christ, and he uses uh, 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 some ancient Greek text, if you will, uh, to talk about this idea of um, this gene genealogy of Christ. Uh, the first two words of Matthew uh, in the Greek are biblos genesis, uh, which can be translated as the record of genealogy or the record of origins or e even the record of the history. And really, in this in this book, we find those things. We have Jesus's genealogy listed for us. We're going to see it uh, really verses two all the way through verse seventeen. We have the record of his genealogy. We have the record of his origins, uh, where he came from, how he got here. And really, in the entire book of Matthew, we have the record of of his history. And so Matthew kind of lays out for us uh, this reality of who Jesus Christ is. And, you know, even being a former tax collector, um, sometimes called Levi, Matthew is sometimes called Levi, 
uh, and other places in scripture, um, being that he's a tax collector, he has the authority, um, he has the qualifications, might be the better word, uh, to keep an account of Jesus's life. Because as a tax collector in that day, um, he had to know Greek, he had to be literate, he had to be a well-organized individual. And um, some people believe that he was the recorder, if you will, who took the notes of Jesus's teaching. And uh, it could be said that Matthew uh, followed Jesus and left everything behind except his pen and paper, right? Uh, he took it to keep track, to keep record of who this Jesus was. And he used his skills really to compile for us uh, an account of Jesus's teaching. And, and even when you consider the fact is that he was a tax collector, that his job was to gather the tax, uh, he was a, definitely a person who was hated uh, because the Jews often hated the members of their own race who were servants of those who had conquered them. And so he wasn't necessarily favored or liked among the people. And yet here he is recording for us uh, the very life of Christ. And it's interesting in verse number one, he says, uh, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And he kind of overviews for us the, the lineage of Christ. Uh, he makes some strong connections really to maybe in the Jewish mind two of the greatest men in the entire history of the Old Testament. You have Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel, and you have David, uh, the first king, uh, that they really, uh, of, of course, he wasn't the first king of Israel. Uh, that would have been Saul, but he was this, this king whom they, they, they revered, they loved. And he, he shows this overarching truth of how Christ is the connection he is the son of David. He is the son of Abraham. And, you know, most New Testament scholars, when looking at this passage, believe that the gospel of Matthew was probably not the first gospel that was ever written. I know a lot of times we kind of have in our mind, I don't know, it's maybe an unwritten rule. I don't know why we feel this way, but sometimes we feel like, well, maybe the order of the books in the Bible indicate the order in which they were written. And of course, that's not true. And um, it, it probably was not the first of the four, and uh, but yet it's really the first among the many gospel accounts in several areas. I, I think one is the fact that it's it, it it's it's a factor that throughout human history, throughout church history, um, it was one of the first gospels that would ever be listed in in a in a, in a list or. Uh, in a grouping of the Gospels. And the reality is that it's the only of one of the synoptic Gospels uh, who has an apostolic author. Um, you have Matthew, you have Mark, you have Luke, those are the synoptics. Um, and Matthew was the only one who was an actual apostle of Christ. And so we have some of these things. And I, and I think the other thing that kind of indicates um, why Matthew might be listed first, why it's one of the first uh, given in the Gospels, is that the Jewish pictures, the Jewish flavor, if you will, the Jewish uh, um, emphasis of the book of Matthew very well kind of makes it a logical tra transition between the 
Old Testament Jewish traditions into the New Testament uh, law of grace, and it kind of bridges uh, some of that gap between the two. And, and ultimately, we understand that uh, Matthew's really thrust here in his in his gospel is this theme that Jesus is the Messiah who the Israel who's the nation of Israel have been waiting for. Um, he was the son of Abraham, the son of David. And so there are many indications, uh, indicators that we find in the book of Matthew um, that help that one of the things we realize is that he has an understanding of Jewish culture. And as far as Matthew is concerned, his readers also have an understanding of Jewish culture. And uh, he doesn't take time to explain these things because um he understands that the people that he's writing to, the group that he's writing to, already knows and understands uh, these truths and these realities. And it's little things like he doesn't um, translate Aramaic terms uh, when he uses them. Um, he often refers to Jewish uh, customs without explaining them. He starts his genealogy with Abraham. That's an obvious one. Um, and he regularly refers to Jesus as the son of David. And he uses uh, the Jewish phrase kingdom of heaven more than the the phrase kingdom of God. And so uh, we see these um, this very Jewishness, if you will, in the book of Matthew. And yet on the flip side of that, the book of Matthew ends with Jesus commanding his followers to go make disciples of the nations. So it's not about the gospel of Matthew is all about Jesus to the Jews. It's ultimately Jesus to the nations. And he came through the Israelite nation. He came through the Jewish people, but the ultimate goal is to make disciples of all the nations. And so while the gospel of Matthew is deeply rooted in Judaism, I think we'll be able to find as we dive deeper into this gospel, um, it's also a message for the whole world. It's not just for Jewish people. And I think that's the remarkable thing about Christianity and about when you begin to unpack the word of God and you begin to look at different uh, places in scripture, how the, the reality is that um, throughout the scriptures, you see where God came to a specific group of people in a specific time. And yet when you take a step back, you can also see how the, those are eternal truths that for all, are all people at all times. And so these are things that we ought to uh, be able to focus on and consider as we even unpack the gospel of Matthew. And another thing that's interesting is we also notice that Matthew and his gospel um, is quite critical of the Jewish leadership and their rejection of Jesus as the Messiah. And um, and he makes that clear, I think, throughout his writings in, in this gospel. And it's even been said that there are some early church commentators and even modern day scholars who believe that um, Matthew possibly could have written the entire gospel in Hebrew, and then it was later translated into Greek. There's no concrete evidence for this, but it's definitely an interesting thought if he was writing specifically to Jewish people, it would be best received in Hebrew. And then the other phrase that I want to look at really quick um, before we wrap this up is not just that he uses the phrase son of Abraham, 
but he also uses the phrase son of David. And that's the second part of Matthew's emphasis is we see that he emphasizes Christ as the, as being a Jew and his Jewishness, if you will. But then he also emphasizes uh, his kingly royal line. And so we see Jesus in the book of Matthew as the kingly Messiah that's promised from David's royal family. And the Old Testament promises that the Messiah would be a, the son of David. And here in the book of Matthew, he points it out from the very beginning that Jesus is this fulfillment. He is the son of Abraham. He is the son of David. And so there's this connection that goes not just to Abraham, or not just to David, excuse me, but it goes even further back to Abraham, that he is the seed uh, who, through whom all nations would eventually be blessed as he brought salvation to the world. And so we, we start the book of Matthew in just this one verse, and there's so much truth there in that one phrase, the book of the generation, this Biblos Genesis, right? This record of genealogy of Jesus Christ. It's the, it's the record of Christ, who is the son of David, the son of Abraham. And so it, the, the impact of what this means in relationship to who Christ is, is exactly what Matthew's going to unpack over the next uh, chapters as we begin as in, as he begins his gospel uh, he starts with this reality and then we're going to jump in uh, in our next uh, episode together we're going to jump right into these genealogies these um, and so and so begat so and so and so and so begat so and so and he's and he's listing for us he's giving us this proof this evidence that the very thing that he's claimed is the truth and so I think that we're going we're gonna to walk away from the book of Matthew realizing that Jesus is the Messiah who was promised from the very beginning. You know, I hope that as we continue to look at these passages and, and learn that you'll grow in grace and learn more about the Word of God and that you'll join us next time as we continue to look into the book of Matthew. Thanks for listening. I hope that you've been both encouraged and challenged today. If you want to connect with us further, please be sure to check us out on the web at gospelexplorations.com. We look forward to having you join us again next time.